Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Josh, something that's very funny has happened on the internet uh, all over TikTok. Now people are talking about it nonstop. Um, funny story. Glad it didn't happen to me, though. What's happened? So a woman went out on a date uh, on a first date and... Uh, the guy who she was on the date with unfortunately did a bit of a dine and dash on her, mm. which I'd imagine's got to be one of the scummiest things. It's Other than awful, dining yeah. and dashing the restaurant in t- in general, because that way no one pays. Yeah, um, it's got to be a pretty scumbag thing to do to go on a date and be like, "I'm having so such a bad time," or "I'm so I'm not in- going to help you pay." Inept at having a conversation. I'm just going to leave now. Terrible. Um, yeah, it's awful, and it's it was like over a two hundred dollar bill as Whoa. well. So, like the guy Spencey really food scumbag. Also, been revealed that on this date, the woman decided that she was going to have as an entree forty eight oysters. Eat the whole ocean, correct? Four oysters, yeah. Drench the ocean. Yeah, fetch me, Sebastian. My God, that is a lot. Mama's hungry. <laughs> That's a lot of oysters. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of oysters. That's I will say. Uh, and oysters, by the way, yeah. too many oysters. That's too many oysters. Yeah, and it's also the nature's aphrodisiac. So I don't know what it's going to do to your system the as well. Ran for his life. Yeah. He's like I'm terrified. <laughs> she started grinding her teeth, and the guy's like, All right, "I'm going to go to the bathroom and jump out the window." I don't understand wanting that many oysters. I don't mind oysters. Like an oysters uh, sort Kill of Patrick. Yeah, oh God, oh yeah. My it's like God, the, the loaded. Good. Fries of the ocean is what sure I call it. Yeah. Oysters kill Patrick. Well, that's it. I've heard people refer to it as oysters as like good for you, but they're very fatty. Ah, so you probably it. should only have like I think at most I've only, in a night five oysters is the most I've ever had. But here's a question to you: Have you ever seen anybody eat an oyster in an appealing way? No, that's what I, it's not a good. It's first not a good first, first aid food. It's I really know, not. I've never been able to eat an oyster without looking like I'm trying not to drop an oyster. Yeah, like ready? that's the, the whole thing. It's like so trepidatious, and also it's accompanied by this sound. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you're a vacuum cleaner that's just trying to pick up water. Yeah. It's awful. It's not you're good. You're a wet dry vac. It's not a good sound. Mm. It's not a good smell either because it's, it's salty. The ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it tastes great. So I just understand. Now, the oysters are fantastic. They're just not a good first date I don't food. know you yet food. Like, when you have that real messy eating in front of someone, you want to know them a little bit first. I'd say ch- chicken wings, same thing. 131060, what's the worst food to get oh. on a first date? Because I also agree, chicken wings are no good. For yeah. a first date. Mm-hmm. For If you've been married a year, oh my God, get the kilo of wings. What's the most awkward food to eat on a date? What's a food that no one looks good eating? I'm trying to... 131060 th- is the number to call right now if you've got one. I think you've got a perfect one in the chamber, let us know. I think a sub is pretty hard to I eat. See, it's possible to eat a sub. I think some of those really big burgers that you can get oh, to, yeah. like how do you do that? The 100%. ones that are, you need to almost squish them down to eat. It's too much. They should be going out wide, not up tall, these yeah, burgers. Yeah, I agree. But, I totally agree. Um, yes, 131060, what's the worst thing? Because th- I have one still that we've not said that I'll save. Okay. I'm waiting to see if someone else says it because I've done it not on a first date. But certainly before it's established that we were dating, mm. and I have a feeling it very... It's not a, it's not an attractive it contr- look, It contributed this. to the fact that there was no dates after this date. Mm. Yeah. 
The word garlic hasn't been used yet. It's not garlicky either. Yeah, but okay. 13, that's a huge contributor. 13, 10, 60 is the number to call right now. We want to know, after a after a date went uh, involved 42 oysters being eaten in one go, we're wanting to know, what's the least attractive food to watch someone eat? doesn't give someone the f- best first impression of you. Yeah. Um, eating the whole ocean's worth of oysters? I Let love, us know. I Let love us know. oysters, but yeah, not necessarily one that I'd go for. I, um, I went on a date once with someone, and I... I'd been on a, like maybe one or two dates with them before, mm. and then I don't know why I decided it's because I guess I just saw it on the menu and I was like, "You beauty!" But um, I got ribs, like oh, lamb, yeah, ribs like are hard ribs. to eat in a very attractive I was, way. I was yeah. like Fred Flintstone with the bone going <laughs> like, <on> the- <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think. Well, I no, I don't think anything. I never went on a date slash heard from that girl yeah, again. Yeah, that's so it. It's I not think a I pretty look. much solidified myself as a gross dude. <laughs> Kathy's on the line from Moncrief. How are you, Kathy? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, Very thank well, you. thanks, Kathy. Kath. What do you think is a food that no one looks good eating? I think. Yeah, it's a very very slurpy dish. You don't sloppy dish. Mm. I think the 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 amount of noise you produce whilst you eat your meal is uh, directly involved in how sexy it is you're eating. Yeah, Mm. I'm trying to think. Yeah, you've either got to wrap it around your fork that many times where it's too big of a bite, yeah. and it's dangling <laughs> yeah. from your mouth, yeah. or you're just swapping it around. Yeah, it's just, no. <laughs> this does almost seem like you are talking from experience, Kathy. Have you had a particularly bad spaghetti date once? Look, I haven't, but I never order it when I go out for yeah, dinner. There we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just know from eating it at home as well. It's just I could I never just do that out. Say yeah. the uh, the absolute unavoidable it, when you're flipping around of on the course. fork is that there's sauce that will go everywhere too. So you're going to end up wearing some of the spaghetti bolognese. It's a bad idea. Kathy, conversely, yeah. what would you eat if you were on a first date? What would you maybe go and order? What's what? What do you think is a good like safe option? Look, I think anything like a chicken schnitzel or a steak, something that you need to cut with the mouth and fork so you can control. Yeah, you know, okay. like complete. Yeah, complete control. And you can also show off like your cutlery technique. Like, how do you hold your knife and fork? Mm. I look very prime, prim and proper, or like I hold it like I'm a caveman mm. <laughs> that's trying to eat yeah. something that's still depending, alive. Depending on how creative you are, I can cut a star into it, or I can make some don't, shapes. Don't do cut some, yeah. shapes out of your food on a first date. <laughs> okay, that's also sure. a bad thing yeah, to do. No, done, done. <laughs> Sylvia's on the line. How are you, Sylvie? I'm good. Great. That's good, Sylvie. What do you think is a food that nobody looks good eating? Chicken drumstick. That's <laughs> ah, too messy, Sylvie. Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a mess. Do you, um, what kind of chicken chicken drumsticks you said, Sylvie? Do you go in for the double hand? You're just attacking like it? Like a corn on the cob? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good, good Is stuff. it also your favourite thing to eat, Sylvie? Sort of. Yeah. So fight the good sort fight. Of. I say let's make it something that's acceptable <laughs> yeah. for people to eat. Exactly it's right. The, it's the ultimate. In this era where we're trying to cut down on resources, you don't need utensils. No, no, no. It's no, the ultimate <laughs> environmentally friendly food, apart from everything we do to get it. <laughs> We've got producer Michael in the studio. That's correct. How are you doing, producer Michael? I'm good. How are you? Good, very thank you. well, thank you. You're in well, to answer for some hurt feelings. I was very good. I think I speak for Josh and myself mm. when I was saying that I thought that I at least mattered more to you than I obviously do. Do you want to explain what's happened or would you like us to explain it for you? Keeping in mind that one would be the defence making the first argument and one would be the prosecution yeah. making the first argument. So They don't let the prosecution... I'd, I'd recommend you go first. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'd also recommend that. You don't often see the prosecution go, okay, so here's the skinny, guys. <laughs>
<laughs> we had we had the radio awards over the weekend, so we were, we were in Sydney, and there are lots of people there. And someone who I was excited to realise was there and was in front of me mm. was uh, Ricky Lee. Ricky Lee Coulter, very famous of young divas fame. Yes, and also her, her own solo. I was going to say well. probably more honestly, more famously her being, own solo. Being <laughs> facetious, she's obviously more famous as Ricky Lee of Ricky Lee fame. Yeah, of Ricky Lee fame. You, you release a couple of pop bangers like Raining Diamonds or of course. or Do It Like That or Can't Touch It. I will love you. Also, probably part of one of Australia's best radio shows at the moment. So she's that's why she's at the she's radio. Killing awards. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's why she was there, and I was excited to meet her, and I got a quick photo with her. You did. And Beautiful. I facilitated that photo, by the way. You did. I you took did. the photo. You did take. Did you are who asked Ricky? I believe you went up to Ricky and asked. Yeah, because Gemma. No, Gemma I asked was Jermaine. There. I asked Jermaine, our mutual friend Jermaine, who knows Ricky. Yeah, I asked they work him together. to organise the photo. So Jermaine, I believe, actually Jermaine, took the, the middleman. He's yeah. a, <laughs> anyway. He's our Ricky Lee dealer. Had a photo with Ricky Lee. I don't like that phrase. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she would either. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, had a photo with Ricky Lee, and uh, someone from work, Sammy, actually, uh, was. Did a quick uh, video of the interaction while I was taking the photo with, yeah, with Ricky because she's one of your heroes. Yes, no, I do love Ricky. She's great. You're ecstatic to be around her. And uh, over in, in the video, you can hear someone say, "Michael could not be more happy All right. right now." So have a listen. It's very hard to hear, but it you is. can hear it. Yeah, Michael could not be more happy. Have one more listen. Now, Michael could not be more happy. I sent that in a message in our group chat between the three of us mm. going, don't shame me for being excited to meet Ricky Lee, Ned. Mm-hmm. Thrown directly my way. Because that is my voice. I was I, I remem- so sure. I remember it saying it. Ned. I remember saying it. And, mm-hmm. and I also can just listen to it and know that's my voice. It's the Michael. Michael. It's, it's the Michael. 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 Could not be yeah. more. It's 100% my voice. Yeah, because I don't. I don't. I didn't ever see Ricky Lee, so I, I know for a fact it wasn't because I never had that experience. But it's also just Josh's voice. How do you not voice. know our voices? We work all the way. All the way are to you, essentially, Michael. Is voices. voices. I like to. I think you're more than that to me. But anyway, that's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and necessary. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to dig myself out of yeah. this, but that audio is so clouded and muffled. It is. Obviously, but one like, of you too. You know but how when I was so sure. Mm. You know how when a parent says they can hear like their child's cry over other crying kids, mm. that should be how you are with us at this point. You should be able to tell our voices apart, even with a whole murmured room full of people talking. You know what it was? <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. You know what it was? Yeah. The fifteen Aperol spritzes you had. <laughs> I was... We really got to the, <laughs> the, the core, core of, of the that, issue. Yeah. Yeah. There were only 360 on offer. Um, <laughs> and you got, all, you got 340 on them. Get him on the getting's good, Michael's decision. No, what it was is, mm-hmm. if this is you, Josh, and I'm only it like is, 90% wow, it is sure it's you at this point, uh-huh. your voice was way deeper than it normally is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Way in deeper than it normally is. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was gonna, thinking yeah, what was gonna gonna going on. More, yeah. Michael. Yeah. Voice number one. <laughs> Morning, guys. Voice number two. Morning, guys. <laughs> Who's who? Josh was first, Ned for second. Good. Very okay, good. That okay. was a test. Okay. There's some, that was a test. There's some reason. <laughs> Had you have failed that, we would have immediately expelled you from the building. <laughs> I don't know you have that authority. No, we, we don't. don't really. so that's why it would have been really uncomfortable. <laughs> Ned. Mm. Here's the news, right? 
Please. Yesterday, my partner Carrie came back from a weekend away. She was away for the weekend, um, and she returned to tell me the news. I mean, we talked about lots of things, but one of the things she told me, this wasn't the first bit of news she gave me, is when she was at Sydney Airport, she saw the Pokemon plane. <laughs> it's the first thing I'd tell you, you about. You won't believe it! Yeah. I saw the Pokemon plane. <laughs> she kicked the door off the yeah. hinges, <laughs> police style. And went, I saw the Pokemon oh plane! Oh my God, Pikachu's hit the skies, baby! Oh my God, air travel is not the same. No, one of the planes that's been commemoratively painted with Pokemon characters, yeah. she, and the only one she knows is Pikachu, so she was like, of yeah, course. Pikachu was on there and other ones. Pikachu, like, yeah, red Pikachu, yeah. blue Pikachu, the grass Pikachu, <laughs> the yellow Hello, Pikachu. No, 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 that's just Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange because I had questions and she had no answers. Of course. Like, I was just like, oh. Because I have questions for you from her. And, and I know there are no answers. It's getting watered down with every time mm-hmm. it's being passed through It was green, someone. apparently. So, Bulbasaur. Yeah. No, 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 the plane oh. was green and then had Pokemon characters on it. Mm. Anyway, look, this is not the story here. The story, my, from, much to my chagrin, <laughs> for me is I immediately said to her, did you get a picture of it? Yeah, I mean... Good call. And she went, no. And I have no reason to believe she was lying to me about this. But she's in, but she's in, not hiding it. But in my mind, <laughs> you're not lying about having the photo, lying about seeing she's the like, Pokemon. Yeah, she's become Gollum. She's like, you, yeah, you won't see my photos. photos. Yeah. You won't see them. You went upstairs later that night and all the lights were off. She was under the dunas just looking yeah. at the photo of the, the Pokemon plane. plane going, ah, yes. yes, my precious. <laughs> you're like, what are you doing, Carrie? <laughs> 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 No, yes. I meant she had no reason to be lying about seeing the plane. Oh, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. yes, that's more what I meant. Um, but I did think to myself, I'm like, without a photo, I. It's hard to believe stuff sometimes. It actually made me angry. I'm like, why did you tell me this story? Yeah, if you're not going to show me the plane. Why did you tell me this story? And then I thought to myself. 40, 50 years ago, no one had photos for any story they were telling. Mm-hmm. Was- Our world, when you tell someone a story these days, has become like a picture book. Of course. I expect to be able to see a photo of whatever you're talking about because why didn't you take out your phone and take a photo of it? It's so easy to nowadays. It's like a one-two motion. You f- sometimes your phone's usually just in your hand anyway, so you just do a photo. You're like, you never guess. Back down, I saw Burt Reynolds at the shop. You know, because it's the 70s yeah. in this version of the story. The the thing of, oh, did you get a photo, would never have been what you said. Of course not. Because who has their camera ready to go <laughs> at a moment's notice back then? Yeah. But how did they prove anything? How did anyone know anything? For, you could have just... It was just word of mouth. ...been the most interesting person in your friendship group by basically just making stuff up. We Our jobs would be infinitely oh, easier. So much easier. If we were just like, yeah, I'll, uh, last weekend I was partying with Hugh Jackman and oh my goodness, and then... Just making stuff up. We climbed the tower bridge and then came down at 2am on Sunday morning and then I drove straight back to Sydney. You know what we and did? And no one would be able to disprove that unless they spoke to Hugh Jackman. We, re- we replicated him uh, zip lining into the side of the opera house. Yes. We just went, you know that opera, opera thing you did that time? Yep. Let's do that again. We're king of the world, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. By yep. the way, no one had cameras at 2am near the opera house, so no one's proving that either. Exactly this right. Is amazing to me that this is how the world used to be because now I my first question to Carrie was do you have a photo of the Pokemon plane? Mm. No. Okay. Well it didn't exist. Well, maybe I'll have to Google whether it actually did come into Sydney yeah, today because yeah. I don't know. If is this a house of lies or what? What's happening? Well at this point we, we're being shown photos of aliens and we're like nah no, no way. No, There's no way. Really. There's how, no chance. At what point <laughs> did we ever as a human species just go no no no, no absolutely you met Burt Reynolds yeah, down of the course shop. I believe did. that totally. <laughs> how do we have that much trust in anyone we love? <laughs> Josh something that's not tender at all mm. is our love for Arnott's. Yeah it's, it's a, a very love hate. The parrot has 
peeved us off, quite frankly. Um, now, we play a game called the TikTok game where we get a TikTok biscuit out of a packet of TikTok biscuits. You call up on 131060 and try and guess the time that's on the biscuit we just picked out. Correct. It's a game have, of chance, luck, and destiny. Arnott's have not sponsored this game. We've been playing it for years. They um, never have. And we've said enough's enough. And we sort of had started to wind down the game. Mm-hmm. Then Max, our listener, got through on our Facebook and told us that Arnott's have now started printing times on their packets. They seemingly have got wind that we're winding down and they're like, all right, well, let's ruin the game, sending it to its early grave. We've taken that as a personal attack. How could we not? Uh, And we've decided to take action. We've given them till the end of the week, Friday, to reach out and contact the show in some sort of way to let us know what the hell's going on. Communicate, start talks. Are they aware of the... Shot across the bow that they have essentially done towards us. This yep. is, can be taken as nothing other than a threat towards our show from Arnott's. Um, Friday's the deadline. The the threat that was leveled at them is that there will be never, ever another segment of the TikTok game on this show again if never they cannot again. reach out by Friday. And if they reach out in a negative fashion, the consequence will be we will invent a new game with a competing company's biscuit. Mm-hmm. The I don't know another biscuit company. Mm-hmm. The Biscoff battle. Not bad. What, the Biscoff. What, what's the battle, though? I don't know. We'd work that out. But yeah. we're just going to have to work out how we would incorporate another biscuit into a game. Oreos seem like they've, they're they oh, ready Oreos. for the game. Yeah, no, that is. You're 100% Ooh, right. Oh, actually, I've thought of a really good game that I will tell you later. Um, we've Great. given them. You know what? Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just tell Michael and we'll run away and become millionaires together. Fantastic. Um, We've given them till Friday, but we also understand that we're sort of screaming into the void. So it's like we're telling Canberra that they have until Friday, but they don't necessarily know. Arnott's headquarters is in Sydney. I've reached out. To the Rosella. To the Rosella itself, and I've decided, hey, put down that cracker for half a second and try and do some business if it doesn't kill you. Don't get high on your own supply. Stop eating your own biscuits. Exactly right. Stop looking so smug. Um, Here is the email as follows. I think I've been quite direct, but I also think I'm... I'm being stern in the nature, in the face of quite an aggressive maneuver against us. Yeah. Right? So this is your communique. This is at to Biscuit I'm, HQ. I'm speaking on behalf of the show here. You're speaking to Big Biscuit. I'm speaking to Big Arnett because I don't want to necessarily tarnish the name of Biscuit with Arnett's. Hello, I work for the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Dearest Arnott. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wrote, hello. I work <laughs> hello, 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 tiles. hello, comma. Hello, comma. And this, then space, like a, a, then a, new, new, a line. new line. New line. <laughs> hello. Uh, I will actually read this to you as if it was a telegram, all right? So please do read that. Okay. Read it. I will not interrupt. No, no, no. You can interrupt as much as you want. Hello, comma, space, new line. I work at the radio station Hit 104.7 in Canberra and I do a weekly segment called the TikTok game. Period. New line. It's a game where we pull a TikTok biscuit out of a jar, comma. The callers try to guess the time on the biscuit over the phone. Full stop. New line. We have long requested some acknowledgement of our game by Arnott's, but we have been fine to just give you guys free promotion. Until this week. Full stop. You have decided to print some of the moulds on the side of the packaging, revealing to our listeners a huge majority of the answers. 
We here at Ned and Josh find this unacceptable and demand satisfaction. <laughs> you have until the end of the week to make a statement for, uh, or the show will no longer be playing the TikTok game and may even go as far as to replace it with a competitor biscuit. <laughs> I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. The Ned and Josh show. Mm. I mean, how do we not get a message? Here yeah, that's, back that's some that? wheeling and dealing right there. I've used some inflammatory mm-hmm. words, but I've been very careful to not use anything that could get us sued. Mm. I've not used, I've not defamed them in any way. I've just been very aggressive with my wording. I think we go plan now. Phase two of the plan sure. is we will go off air now and we will devise what the competitor biscuit game is. It's got to be something. And then I think tomorrow we send them an email outlining what what the new game will be and how it's better. We send them a photo of you and I holding up today's newspaper and (laughs) and the competitor biscuit and say, we're not kidding. This will go to air tomorrow. By the way, I am eating the TikTok biscuits we use for the game like they're just snacks at the moment. Now, for me, they're not needed anymore. Every hour you don't reply on it, just know that Josh is housing... These TikTok mm-hmm. biscuits. Because once again, our problem's not with the biscuits. They're delicious. The, 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 this, it's even more upsetting with how delicious the biscuits are because we really just wish you'd pay, pull your weight. But I shot biscuits all over the yeah, radio console. Very, I will say, and I would never have said this otherwise, but because of the stalemate that we're currently in, quite a crummy biscuit. They, did, they disintegrate. They disintegrate easily. quite quickly, I'll say, aren't it? And I hate that I've had to say that. Your move, parrot. Some Hollywood news in Australia, Josh. Um, very, very, very famous dude has landed in Western Australia to film a brand new movie that is called The Surfer. The Surfer. Makes sense that they film it in WO. Not Zach Efron, actually. Is it Channing Tatum? No, good choice. Good pick, though. Is it Ryan Gosling? No. You, you're like, Who would be in The Surfer? You would, you, what you were going for is the exact same thing that I would go for. Mm. This is the train of thought that I would go down. But Jason Momoa. I mean, perfect. He's Aquaman himself. Oh, he mm. was Aquaman himself. But um, no, 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 no. Nicholas Cage, the national treasure. Potentially the last person I would have thought would yeah. be in The Surfer. <laughs> Senior <laughs> citizen Nicholas Cage. He's <laughs> 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 currently filming The Surfer mm, in, great. in Western Australia. Now, I'm not sure what his <laughs> role in this is. Maybe it's running a surf shop. Yeah, That's maybe. what I'd that understand. That makes sense, yep. um, But look, I don't know. All I do know is that he has... I, when I saw WA, I was like, oh, Perth. Great. That's, mm. that's where he is. Or maybe even Broome if they're filming The Surfer. Great. No worries. He's in Bustleton, which is about 40 minutes from where you and I used to live. Yeah. Yeah, we used to live in Bunbury in Western Australia. It does make sense to me that you are so shocked by this. I mean, Bustleton is on the way to Margaret River where they literally do a stop on the World Surf Tour. That's so right. I we mean, actually hosted the World yeah, Surf Tour once. From, yeah, from, from Margaret, Margaret River. River. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My so dad has, has that jumper. The yeah. fact that you're not aware of that <sighs> troubles me. We did Whoops. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense that they're filming the surfer there for that reason, I guess. There's some good surf beaches down there. But mm. what... I can't imagine Nicolas Cage just walking around such a small Aussie town. It's such a small... It is honestly such a small Aussie town. It's like... The biggest thing there is the jetty. The jetty is like huge. It's the biggest one in the southern Mm -hmm. hemisphere, maybe. I think I've just made that up as well. But like the jetty is the biggest thing that's there. It's such a beach town that if Nicolas Cage was in town, everyone would know about it. It would literally stop traffic. 100%. There's like five roads in Bustleton. It really would stop traffic. This is actually so exciting. He's here with his family as well, I'm pretty sure. And every time I see, every time I hear of like an American actor coming and doing a movie here, 
they always seemingly have the most amount of family because everyone's like, oh, what's that? Yeah, free trip to Australia. Yeah, dad's job's finally taking us somewhere around like Australia. Yeah. Yes, please. I need, uh, as we've talked about on this show before, and I need this to be instituted by the government, I need to know when celebrities are in Australia. Yeah. Because I often see people and I'm like, I think that's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that is John Malkovich. Yeah. And I'm like, but then again, why would he be here? Mm. But he might be. Because why would Nicolas Cage be in Bustleton? If you but told then me. there he is. And yeah. I don't know that because I don't know he's filming. I need to know when big A-list celebrities are in Australia. Just, if- just so I can say, if I saw someone that looked like them, there's a chance it was them. If you had to come back to our house when we lived in WA and said, hey, I was just in Bustleton and I ran into Nicolas Cage. You would have you would have said no. I would not have believed no, you. Exactly. Even with photos, I wouldn't have believed you. Because mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. these photos, he sort of doesn't look like Nick Cage anymore either. I've, I've seen the photos. They're hilarious because it looks like he stopped in at a pharmacy. Is he at a pharmacy? Is he went to a pharmacy and he went to an Asian grocer. Yep. That he spent both, $400 at. At both stores, the whole staff, because I've seen two yeah. staff photos, uh-huh. the whole staff have taken a photo with him in the middle. Yep. He looks like he's leading some kind of Charlie's Angels of re- of retail, yes, which I correct. think is fantastic. They're all ready to jump into action yep. at they Nick's command. Like, yep, a hundred percent. He, but he looks like the leader. He Nicholas looks like was he's Bosley of whatever is going on. <laughs> Bosley at either of the, either the pharmacy or the Asian grocer. Yeah. Nicholas is commanding people to do stuff. Angels, will you ring this customer up? Yep. <laughs> and he looks uncomfortable about it. He does. It. Yeah. He always. I will say for a guy, I find. Uh, pretty cool. Always seems like he's so awkward. Yeah, you know, so he doesn't know what he's doing. He's standing there and he's like half turned around while they're all very much Can looking I at say, the camera. Not knowing what to do in a photo is one of the deepest ways I connect with Nicholas oh, Cage. I mean, yeah, one of the few. To man of the people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I say that this is sort of a bit of spooky season news, but only accidentally? So what's happened is in Miami Springs in Florida, cool a, name. a teacher has put on for their fourth grade class. Um, so that's, you're looking at maybe 10 year olds there. Yes. Nine year olds, nine year olds, eight, nine, 10 ish. Yeah. Yep. That age, uh, a Winnie the Pooh movie. Very blustery day. That was my favorite no, when I was seven. No, Winnie six. the Pooh, blood and honey. Also the horror movie that came so out. You haven't been year. paying attention. <laughs> What's happened is Winnie the Pooh has gone into the, what they call the public domain. So Winnie the Pooh as a character and all of the characters from the Hundred Acre Woods are no longer copyrightable. Now, Disney's drawn version of it yeah. is very much still a copyright. Of but course. it doesn't mean that you can't take the story and make your own version. Think Cinderella, Peter Moby Pan, Dick. that kind of thing. Yeah. You can make your own version of that now without having to pay anyone. And so they made a horror slasher film version of Winnie the Pooh, and a teacher has decided to put that on for a class of eight-year-olds. In Miami Springs. Yeah. Yeah. The- Can I just play you even just a, just a quick bit of the trailer just to show you how, please, please. how hard this is to confuse for an actual Winnie the Pooh? Does that sound like a romp through the 100 acre woods that you're used to? Distinctively missing Jim Cummins, who voices pretty much all of it. It's not. It's not. (laughs) It's literally a horror movie, and these kids were deeply troubled by it, apparently. They got through 20 minutes before the teacher went, oh, God, wait, what? What?" No, that's, you're an idiot. So the teacher's obviously texting or doing something, barely paying any attention, and then has heard some screaming and has gone into the room and gone, Oh, God, what's yeah. this? Like, their teacher has not done any due diligence here whatsoever. I've not watched this movie because um, 
Why? Because you've heard it. Yeah. Uh, you've heard the title and you've heard the concept of it. And that's why I don't need to see it. The beginning of it, though, I've read the synopsis. The beginning of it is the uh, hands-down, most violent, gruesome part of it. Like, it sets up the entire thing. So... The film follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a bloody rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them when he goes to college. It's also this teacher sort of admitting that she downloaded the movie, huh? Because if the movie's called Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, that means she's obviously torrented a, a copy of it that just is called Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Or she's done this on purpose. I think she's done this on I purpose. I just don't understand how it's an accident. And parents no. don't either. One of the parents from the school went, I don't know how this mistakenly shown. Because it's not like, I mean, you have to choose what you're putting on. Everything now is electric. It's not like a VHS that could have been in the wrong cover. Exactly right. And there's so many other, like, to land on this one, there is... Uh, I would probably say a hundred Winnie the Pooh movies. As a mother, to accidentally land on the only super, super graphically <laughs> violent one, it's not a coincidence. Uh, this this mother goes on. They don't. Children don't know that kind of fear yet. They're not used to that. And on that, the, <laughs> the school have announced that there is now mental health counselors available for the children. Good job, teacher. Come I, on. Yeah. It's like I know that you uh, have one of the most important jobs in society. This is not the way to do it. I think this school needs a better excuse department. They need to hire yes. an actual a PR person hire to help, PR them, help person, you with yeah. your excuses, guys. <laughs> Josh, discovering someone's secret shame is odd because it's something they obviously were very keen on keeping to themselves, were unable to do that, and it's brought them much shame. My um, incredible soup-like enjoyment of tomato sauce is mm. often something that I... Well, I used to try and keep that from people. Yeah. They'd be like, why do you have so many, like, dip bowls mm-hmm. in your house? And I'm like, well, because I fill them with tomato sauce yeah. and pretty much accompany every meal with them. They're like, I don't see any hummus or nah, anything really around all here. Ketchup. It's all ketchup. These are ketchup... What are they called? Rummikins? They, don't know. They have, like, really funny names. I think it's called a rummikin. Um, Great. Uh, yeah, look, it is a little bit embarrassing, but at the same mm. time, it's usually something that's so goofy and silly that it's always like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's never like so you've caught someone doing something awful. It's usually like, well, what was that? Yeah. And it's like, nothing. I equate it similar to, like, the, on The Simpsons, Homer, when he eats, like, the flowers. That's my his secret sec- shame. My secret shame. That's literally his secret shame. I've caught someone in my life and their secret shame, and it's very odd. But it is shame, and it is a secret that they've been keeping from me for a while. Um, it's obviously nearly Halloween. The only holiday I get excited about in my life, I'm, I get giddy about Halloween. I really, really, really like it because everyone's having fun. I love how creative it forces people to be. It's like you need to put in effort for your costume. Um, in the spirit of Halloween, I've gone out and I've bought some Halloween-themed stuff. I've bought some uh, skeletons of stuff. I've bought some, like, cobwebs or spiderwebs and stuff. I've really gone to town. I also got some, like, candles that are themed for Halloween. So, like, pumpkin, cinnamon, spice sort of ones. Really good candles. Three times, I've come out of my bedroom. I was having a nap. I've come out of my bedroom, and obviously this person thought I was still asleep. But on three separate occasions, I've caught Lenny, my dog, not, which is really, really bizarre because he's staffy, but not chewing the candles, but licking the candles as if they were icy poles. <laughs> Now none of these candles okay. have, now these candles have been lit, so mm. there's no like wet wax, there's no burnt wicks or anything, so it's not 
Mm. I mean, it's very much not good for him. I don't think he meant to lick candles, but he's not biting into. He obviously is smelling the scent yes. and then licking it and going. I wonder if that tastes like that as well. But it doesn't because it tastes like wax. Yeah. So he's obviously going. Hang on. I think what he's thinking to himself is it's got to be like some sort of lollipop where I eventually I get to the center. Yeah. It's, it's like a Mars bar. It's mm-hmm. like the, the nougaty center, the caramelly center is what you I'm after. You think he's got a, a little, almost a kink at the moment where he's walking around your house just licking candles. And now, that's something he's doing when you're not there or when you th- where he if, thinks you're not watching him. If you've ever had a staffy, you'll understand they're a very anxious dog. So if he's not doing something that's categorically something that's bad, mm. I tr- I. I don't give him like a, hey, because it'll freak him out. Yeah. So I give him like a, hey, I've done that every single time. And he doesn't run away. He doesn't skulk off. He doesn't like go like, don't go off at me. He just looks at me with shame. He gives shame. me He gives me a side eye. And then he's like, I know. I just can't help myself. I just love licking candles. He's like, I just know. Just a, it's a nice smelling candle. Yeah. Like, dogs yeah, dogs do yeah. that. They have their little habits. They, they have do. their little things that they do that they almost don't want you to know that they do. Their secret shames. Yeah. Where you catch them doing something. Honestly, it used to be eating his poop, which was way worse than licking candles, mm-hmm. for me at least. But yeah, I would catch him doing it and he'd be like... Oh. That's what Cosmo does. She will bring little pellets of her poop inside. Like she'll pick gross. a little pebble that she likes the most and yeah. bring it inside. That's and so I'm like, gross. what? Why? Have and you every done time this? I point it on the ground, she does the whole. I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't know, know why I do this. I just want to. Thirteen ten sixty. If your dog has a secret shame, but I think there is a science. I think we need to dedicate some of the scientific community to finding out why dogs have secret shames. Secret shames. The secret shames of dogs. I mean, it's bizarre. Reboot of the secret life of us. <laughs> I, I would, I, but I'd actually watch this one. <laughs> that was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canberra's Hit 104.7.